uh, ride-hailing giant Uber is set to face a class action in South Africa as drivers demand employee rights. Uh, to make this happen, South African law firm Mbuisa, um, is it Mulele Atenis, is teaming up with UK-based firm Lee Day, which has already won certain employee rights for 25 Uber drivers in the UK. And we are joined on the line from London, where I know it's freezing, by Richard Mirren, who's a partner at Lee Day. Uh, good afternoon to you, Richard. Good afternoon, Glenn. I'm very envious of your weather there. Oh, we've got beautiful weather. Thank you very much. Beautiful <laughs> weather, beautiful weather. But don't don't worry. Don't worry. Two months to go, you'll be warm. Yeah, not so warm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're delighted to have you on the show. So, Richard, firstly brief us and tell us about the UK case and uh, what it translates to for drivers with regards to to, to benefits. Well, we've been involved in a UK uh, action by UK Uber drivers. Yes. Uh, which um, you will have heard was successful in the Supreme Court last Friday. In mm. fact, it has been successful at every stage. And the, the purpose of the case was to establish the principle that Uber drivers should be classified Mm. as as workers mm, mm. and therefore entitled to employment rights under the UK legislation yes. such as holiday pay and overtime pay mm. now uber as you probably know they um they like to portray themselves as merely agents for drivers they say they're just a technology provider which acts as a booking agent for yeah. drivers but yeah. what the court found was that that characterization does not reflect the true reality and that in fact the true position is that there's a system of control operated by uber which Mm. places drivers in a position of subordination Mm, mm. and the consequence of that is that drivers are not independent contractors as uber would like uh, everyone to believe Mm. they're entitled to employment rights Mm. in particular holiday pay and overtime Mm. and the position in south africa the system of operation uh, of the uber system in south africa is essentially the same as it is in england and indeed around the world and the legislation in south africa which is the 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 key legislation of the labor relations act uh, is very similar to the UK legislation. And so, as a result of that, uh, the assessment is that South Africa... Mm. That was a clean line. Mm. Looks like we lost Richard. Mm. Clean, clean line. Eh? From UK, United Kingdom. It was very, very clean. I don't know what happened. I don't know mm. what happened. Eh? <laughs> Oh no, Charlotte's trying to get him back on the line again. Yeah, so there you go. So that's uh, that's that's our guest uh, on the line there. It's Which, interesting this conversation that you're having. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a very interesting uh, conversation, and <laughs> you know, these guys, ne lelo. Mm-hmm. I always say to people, this is the, the best way to make money. You just have the technology, and money just comes in. But it would seem like Uber once every cent. You remember there was a strike recently with uh, Uber Eats. 
yeah. whereby they decided to change certain things without even consulting them. Yeah, well, and they went on strike the for the whole weekend, yes. Yeah. So, um, okay. Um, I, so the drivers want to be under the Uber company, not to be freelancers, so y- to speak. Yes, because uh, the, the argument as well, it happened also abroad that... Uh, when it comes to the e-hailing uh, system, Uber, because of the power dynamics between the company and the drivers, then it does constitute the fact that the drivers are and under the company. Yes. Okay, yes. Richard is back on the line, guys. Uh, Richard, welcome back. We lost you there. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Um, sorry about that. Um, but I, 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 I caught what, what the point you were just making, and, and that's absolutely right. I mean, if mm. you look at some of the key features yes. of the way in which the Uber system works, you can, you can easily see why the courts concluded that this is more um, akin to a relationship of an employer and an employee mm. than an independent contractor. I mean, for instance, um, Uber, Uber um, the, the rides of passengers are booked through the Uber app. Uber sets the fare. Uh, the drivers are not permitted to charge more than the fare that Uber calculates. Mm. They, um, the, the, the contract, the contractual terms under which the drivers perform their services are imposed by Uber and their lawyers. The drivers don't have any say in the, in the negotiation of the contracts. In fact, they don't even receive a copy of the contract. Mm. Once they've uh, logged on to the app, the driver's choice about where, whether to accept requests or for rides is constrained by Uber. So Uber exercises significant control over the way in which drivers deliver their services. And then finally, of course, when it comes to the relationship between the uh, with the passengers, it's Uber that has that relationship, not the drivers. The drivers are restricted in terms of any relationship that they could have with the passengers. So clearly this is not a situation where, as Uber uh, likes to suggest, um, Uber is simply some kind of booking agent. Uh, mm. They are the in control of this process. The drivers are subordinate to, to Uber and uh, are working for Uber. Now let me ask you. Th- let me ask you this question because I, I I normally you know engage Uber drivers and you know to talk you know to ask about you know uh, their position and how they are treated and some of them who tell me that you know they they don't own the cars the the person who owns the who owns the cars probably owns about fifteen cars now. <laughs> these guys obviously report to the guy who owns the fifteen cars and who. And the guy who owns the 15 cars then, does he report then to Uber? No, well, I mean, even with the, um, the, the, the drivers who don't own their cars, the way in which they work is still controlled by Uber. They mm. still go through the same system. So they mm. do have a relationship with the owner. Mm. But their employer, as far as the, the driving of the cars is concerned, mm. is Uber for the reasons that I've mentioned. Because all these factors that yeah. I've mentioned... Uh, apply to uh, to drivers who don't own their cars as well. Wow. Okay. So, how would uh, Uber's operating model change if if you won this case? Well, I think the key point is that drivers uh, who are actually employed by Uber should be entitled to the rights granted by the legislation in South Africa, and mm. in particular in this case the right to holiday pay and overtime. So Mm. other than that, 
I mean, I haven't. Um, it's it's not a question of Uber drivers uh, being unhappy about uh, about their jobs. It's more about them uh, being uh, being afforded the rights to which they are entitled mm. as employees under the legislation. Mm. And and I mean, when, you know, I was just saying to my colleagues, you know, uh, earlier on that, you know, when when Uber kicked in, you know, it sounded very glamorous and 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 i compared um them to bus drivers who i think um their jobs are much better um they're constantly on the road whereas um if no one is calling them most of the time they just park next to a shopping complex or under a tree and just sit and sit or sleep for hours while they're waiting for someone to call them well, I don't, I don't really see it like that. I mean, these are drivers who work very long hours mm. and are not paid a lot of money. Uh, most of them are not very well off at all. And, of yes. course, because of Uber's dominance in the market, they've got something like 75% of the e-hailing share in South Africa. Mm. The, the rates of pay of the drivers have actually decreased substantially in recent mm. years. So this is despite, you know, this being a a company that has a a market capitalization of something like 108 billion U.S. dollars. The the drivers do not fare very well in financial terms. Okay. so um, what's next uh, for this case? Well, um, what um, as uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, we are assisting Mm. uh, a South African law firm based in Johannesburg, Luisa. Mulele. Yes. Uh, we've worked with them very closely for 20 years in conjunction, in connection with a whole variety of human rights cases for the gold miners with silicosis and before that um, mm. asbestos miners okay. and so on. Uh, anyone who's interested in joining the class action should contact Mbuis uh, Mulele. They've got a website and um, contact details on there and uh, they will get advice on uh, how to how to join the join the case if they want to do that excellent richard such a pleasure chatting to you man uh get yourself some warm water maybe coffee <laughs> you know something warm that will keep you warm as we sip uh, sparkling mineral water here in south africa yeah i've got the message thanks very much nice to talk to you glenn have a lovely day have a lovely day so there you go uh seven minutes to four now i was just saying you know Lelo. Like as an Uber driver, you know, you obviously wait for call, someone to call so that yeah. you can get on the road. And what do you do most of the time? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I know it is impossible. It might not work. Like have a a station, yeah. you know, a place to rest mm-hmm. for the drivers mm-hmm. so that they don't, especially during these COVID times, because then you, they spend most of the time in the car, Sleeping in the car, mm. but etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, what so. I think, though, I mean, with the drivers, if your car is not moving with a customer in the back or in, in one of the seats, then you're not making money. That's my point. They, yes. they, they, they don't want to do that. They want to be able to make money, mm. but also, I mean, they want the benefits of an employee. Seeing mm. that mm. Uber as a company is the one that actually sets the prices. Mm. On their behalf, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're setting the prices, and I can't manipulate them yeah. to suit my environment and, and my needs. It means I'm your employee. I mean, you're, I'm your employee, yeah. and I deserve, you know, benefits, benefits, paid holidays, overtime, all of mm. that. I think they should win this class action, actually.